You're listening to the Accounting Influencers Podcast. This is your access to world-class accounting leaders, global influencers, and thought leaders. Discover what makes accounting firms great and accounting professionals world-class. Bringing you the most valuable insights from Accountex. We are at Accountex 2023. I'm in London at their flagship event and I'm here with Jonathan Mifsud from Buddy. Good day to you, sir. Good day, Rob. Nice well, to be here. Wonderful to have you with us. And uh, how are you enjoying Accountex so far? It's been pretty fun, to be honest. I spent yesterday walking around the stands, having conversations, talking to accountants, payroll people, and today looking pretty much to the same thing. Have you done Accountex before? Yes, it's not my first time attending. I think it's oh. like the fifth or sixth time. Oh, you're a veteran yeah. then. Yeah, but it's, it's my first time speaking this time, so... There's always something new. Absolutely right. Do you get a sense, Jonathan, that it's grown this year, the show is evolving? I think it's always the case. As more and more people are looking to maybe grow and empower themselves and, and grow their businesses, things like Accountex is what gives them the power to grow. Because yeah. you need to learn constantly. And this is a great opportunity to learn, to network, to meet new people, to find new ideas. Yes. And tell us about the business called Buddy. Yeah, um, so we're an HR and payroll software. Um, we've been operational in Malta for over five years. So we're just about to launch our UK product in the coming months. We've been waiting for HMRC's final stamp of approval. So we're pretty much ready to roll and help uh, accountants and payroll people to serve the clients better. What kind of problems would the accountants be having to need Buddy? I mean, as, with their clients. As probably I was speaking yesterday, the, one of the biggest challenges is that we don't see payroll as a collaboration. And payroll for a lot of firms has been something they have to do to keep certain yes. clients. Um, so we'd like to start talking to them about how do they give more value to their clients, how they can maybe upsell their payroll services to clients because it is on the lower end of the spectrum, to be honest. And then it's how you collaborate with the client. So the client gets value all the way through and not just the end. Yeah, your, your staff are paid. These are the payslips. It needs to be a conversation and an involvement throughout with both employers and employees themselves. That's a very good point as well, because accountants are constantly looking for more revenue streams yep, and additional indeed. services. Payroll and bookkeeping has been at the bottom of the scale, but there's an opportunity to offer more value, be more strategic with their clients. Definitely. Um, one of the things that we, we pointed out yesterday was that according to research, around 79% of employees find payslip errors themselves, wow. right? Now, now, that sounds big. What if 44% of staff that find an issue with their payslip consider leaving a company? Yeah. Now, now what, what does that say if your payroll constantly has issues? So spending the time and quality to make sure that it's correct and has value, that has value to an employer. We're, we're at a point where retention is difficult. So yeah, that's a way that you can offer better retention to your clients. Retention is difficult. People are leaving jobs more readily. They're sometimes looking for a reason or an excuse to and, leave. And, and you don't want to give them an excuse where you don't have to, right? No. So if you have the right processes, they don't have the excuse. If they're not thinking about leaving, why, why give them a reason to start in the first yeah. place? Now, one of the great things about Accountex, Jonathan, is, is not just the exhibitions, but the educational program and yes. the speaker program. And, and you're one of the, the special speakers this year. You've not done it before. Tell us a little bit about your talks. Um, so yeah, my, my talk was about the payroll trinity. Um, trinity? Uh, yes. Okay, I love um, that word. Because in reality, payroll is one process, but we tend to see it as three different parts. So the payroll person tended to have all the responsibility from collecting the data to issue th issuing things out. Right. And guess what? That creates a, a person to blame. But they're not the person to blame. It's, it's an ecosystem. So if they get the employer and the employee on their page and giving the data in one holistic system or process, 
then everyone owns the data. So that if an employee is paid an incorrect number of hours in overtime, that's definitely not the payroller's fault. There's a problem in a structure, in a system. And that's where accounting firms and payroll firms should be going out there to clients. Listen, you have a process issue. Let us help you solve your process issue, which is then feeding back to looking like you have a payroll problem. How was your talk received? Presumably, they were very interested in what you were saying. Yes, so I, I was seeing a lot of nods from the audience. <laughs> a, a few hands up when I asked if people they understand. Yes, exactly. At one point, I asked, "What if you could have payroll without issues and without queries after?" And everyone was like, Everybody. "Yes, please, yes, yeah. please." Um, and it's really what you want to envisage. Like, think of what the end result could be, and build the systems to get there. Mm. When we talk about technology, people speak about how fast it's moving and digital and even AI and everything else. Talk to us about the payroll and the technology space. What's happening? So I think payroll is an interesting point, particularly in the UK. We have seen the first round of, let's call them, cloud payroll software that has been bought out. Yeah. Um, so that's happened over the last year. Um, there seems to be a, a new lot that's coming in, us including our three or four others. Um, and I think it's all about moving towards cloud payroll. So the cloud payroll is not just the concept of cloud payroll. It's around, okay, how do you involve the employee, the employer, so the data's not coming in last second and you're what, in a two-day two day deadline to turn around payroll, which could be incredibly complex. Mm -hmm. Then you have things like automation, li linking via APIs with other systems, like workflow management, scheduling. So they might not necessarily be your payroll software, but they might be tools that your employers are using to, to do their day-to-day -day job. Accountants are under so much pressure. They have to know so much. They are the trusted advisors. They can't possibly know all of the things they need to know about payroll. No. They need experts like Buddy to come in and support them offering that service to clients. Exactly. So where we're coming in is like helping people understand what the challenges are. So it's not just talking to the accountancy firm, which yeah, maybe needs to know the basics, right? Mm -hmm. So needs to know that they can direct someone somewhere where they need the right assistance, but also making sure that the business is operating to their best with, with what they have to give them the data that they need. Yeah. Um, so we also collaborate with other tech partners that do work on the ground. So it's impossible for us to do everything. So we also work with partners that help implement systems on the ground. I wanted to ask you about that because there are a lot of vendors here, software providers, different platforms. How collaborative are you with some of the providers here? So yeah, that, that's a great question. And it's one of the things we really wanted to do. So um, from the get-go, when we started back in Malta, we were pretty big on integrations. Obviously, Malta was a very small market in comparison to the UK. Um, so we had, what, five? integrations or so, so we connected with Wix Zero, we had Deputy, Workforce.com, and a handful of others. As we're coming into this market, we're looking to extend that number of integrations, because really and truly, accountants will use different systems, mm. um, and we don't want them to have to manually take data in and out. Yeah, so you it, I, I get really annoyed when someone says, yeah, we have an integration. This is an Excel sheet you upload in our system. That, that's not how it's done. Yeah, you mentioned you started in Malta. The UK is a whole different game. Yes. Talk to us about your plans to penetrate the UK market. So yeah, our, our plan in the UK is primarily to start working with accountants and bureaus. That's our primary market. Uh, we understand most of them have more payroll knowledge than obviously the other generic customers. Um, so we're looking to start our beta with um, accountants um, and we're looking to officially launch um, later this year. So the idea is that will help enable accountants and bureaus to take on more customers and scale, scale their business. Mm. You mentioned there are some competitors in payroll and cloud payroll. How is Buddy a little bit different? So that, that's a great question. So when, when we've designed the system, we've looked to make it as easy as possible. Um, so that is one of our USPs. It's also about thinking of why are people doing things in a certain way? So we always like to listen and learn from people. So when we're starting out, we went to see you know half a dozen systems, half a dozen processes. What do you do? Why do you do this? 
and you start to learn that people do certain things out of habit. So we're looking to introduce levels of automation which people maybe thought didn't exist or couldn't exist before. It's asking the question of, you know, why do you need to know a particular letter for, for Nick if, if it's actually representative of something else that you understand in plain English? Um, and these little things and these automations is what help drive value. Um, and, and we are looking to literally help power people with what we're hopefully calling automated payroll. We'll need to see how it's received. Um, but it's an idea of, yeah, you can scale up. You need to notice the errors, the issues, and you need to be able to provide value by having the right dashboards. So then you can explain, like, like you do advisory on, on accounting, yeah. on auditing. So you need to be able to explain, like, yeah, this is what's happening in your payroll. This is what you should expect. This is an anomaly. We need to see why we have that issue, why there's more overtime. Maybe you have a staffing issue that's coming out through payroll and not through your HR. Jonathan, AccountX 2024 dates have been announced. Yep. Given how successful it's been already for you this year, what are your plans for next year's event? So, yeah, we're, we're definitely going to be here. Um, I'll expect that we'll be exhibiting. We actually conference for the Manchester one as well. Wow. Okay. Um, so, yeah. You're going big then. Yes, we, we are going big. Apparently, we're going to have a, a, a stand in a very prominent location. So, wow. I'll leave that for people to see when they get there. And I'm sure you'll be doing some more speaking sessions as well. Yes, indeed. No, I'm, I mean... We'll, we'll put our name out there, then we'll see what they select, right? We're yeah. not in control of that. Yeah, well, you're a very passionate man. Final question, what excites you most about the future for what you're doing? Uh, I, I think it's the value that we can create to people, that we can change lives if we do things right. And it's putting those values first before profit or anything else, really. Yeah, well, Jonathan Mifsud of Buddy, that's been excellent talking to you today. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Really appreciate it being here, so look forward to next time. It's Accountex London 2023. We are here in our special broadcasting booth with Simon Lick from Fiber CRM. Hello to you. Hello. Simon, how's Accountex going for you this year? You've really, been to a few of these. Yeah, it's really busy. It's just grown. I think we exhibited here in 2018 and it's just a huge show now. Um, Why do you come to Accountex, Simon? Why? Uh, mainly to meet other, uh, uh, other uh, partners and to just collaborate with people, yeah. uh, find new partners. Uh, some very exciting things coming along. Well, tell us about Fiber CRM and, and what you do in the accounting space. So, yeah, we provide uh, CRM and onboarding software for our accounting firms, uh, mid to large uh, accounting firms, and uh, that's, that's what we've been... You're on. specialists in the accounting sector because if we think of CRM, Simon, there are other options out there, and some accounting firms use the big and the small options, but you're dedicated to the accounting space. What difference does that make in your offering? Well, we, you know, CRM is a, a very big generic product in the yeah. marketplace. So we, by focusing just on the accounting firms, we understand uh, what accounting firm needs. So mainly around business development and marketing and onboarding and KYC and anti-money laundering. You know, all those elements are, are very time consuming for accounting firms. So we help them uh, with their onboarding capability. You speak to a lot of accountants all the time. Do you get that sense of overwhelm and overload? And they come to something like this, it's so difficult for them to make decisions and choices. There's a lot of apps, there's a lot of individual apps out there, there's proposal software, there's you know, there's all sorts of software out there, and there's yeah. a lot of firms still using Excel in a big way, or, <laughs> or Microsoft Word to produce engagement letters, and navigating around all these different apps is a, is a real challenge, and I don't think the industry is particularly helping them that much. Well, the tech stat, the app stat, you've got a lot to say about that, because when you talk to firms about CRM, that's a strategic conversation for you, isn't it? You've got to see how that fits into everything else they're doing. Talk to us a bit about tech and app stats. 
So what we're finding when we're talking to firms is they're, they're getting an app for a particular function within the firm, yeah. but they're not getting overall view of everything working together mm. cohesively. So they're building up sort of all these, these apps. They might be using Zapier or some sort of like connector middleware tool. Uh, and they've still got Excel for their prospect lists or for their introducer lists. And uh, they're just building up a lot of different, different apps. And where we've seen firms being acquired, uh, these acquirers are seeing all these sort of different apps they're using. And it's becoming a bit of a headache for them too. So what, what yeah. problems does it pose? For a firm that has that patchwork quilt type approach, see a problem, get an app for it, don't think too much about how yeah. it fits into everything else. It's visibility of just where are we at with onboarding a client, for example. Uh, you know, it just nothing is really working well together, so they have they're sort of just working blind. Um, they might try and put reporting tools over the top of it, but again, uh, they become very static reporting tools. Uh, they might give good insight, but they're not actionable insights. You can't sort of do something with the results that you're looking at. And, and that's sort of what we're trying to plug. We're trying to bring all these systems together so you can use, you know, sort of like your anti-money laundering, um, checking software like Credit Safe or Smart Search or ID3 Global. Uh, but the information is coming back into a central place. And that's the most important thing, is having a central place for information. Mm -hmm. And in your writing and speaking, you talk about how CRM client relationship management or customer relationship management is not just about looking after the client. There are so many more aspects to it and so many more ways it can help a firm than just looking after the client, like you mentioned onboarding, for instance. Onboarding is so or business development. Yeah. Well, exactly. It, it, you know, the journey starts from an inquiry coming into the firm. Marketing might generate that inquiry. Then it moves into business development. But then from there, and that's typically your CRM, component but from there you want to produce a proposal or you want to produce an engagement letter you want to start the KYC process and the anti-money laundering process yeah. and 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 that is where the headache is for a lot of portfolio holders the partners of the firms um, you know some some firms we, we, we surveyed a lot of our firms uh, and it take them around 320 minutes per client to onboard with a proper onboarding system, that can reduce to like 100 to 160 minutes, yeah. a huge time saver. What we're seeing in the technology space is that the firms that don't get their technology right, particularly the CRM, mm. they lose competitiveness. They yeah. lose that selling value if they do get acquired. It's also stopping them from attracting talent because the talent coming in want the best tech and they want tech that works well together, else they're not yeah. going to work there, are they? Well, that's right, but more so that they might buy the best tech, but yeah. they're not joined up. Exactly. So, you know, the best tech might be Salesforce for a CRM system, but yeah. if it's not connected to your, your, your other line of business systems, like your practice management software, yeah. then you've got islands of data again, and you've got that lack of visibility and clunkiness. You talk about islands of data, it's a lovely phrase. Nobody has more data points than an accountant, not just of their own practice, but that of their clients. Yeah. And so much data to manage, so many things to keep on top of. We hear a lot of the compliance versus advisory debate. How do they make sense of all of that data to, make, to help their clients make good strategic business decisions? If they have poor tech or tech that's not joined up, they're going to struggle with that. Well, they do. Uh, you know, and, and, and to a large degree, uh, accountants are pretty much, they've got a lot of business anyway, so they're not too worried about where the next business is coming from. Okay. But uh, it's about managing that business and, and, and providing a better quality of service to their clients. Yeah. So 
you know, they, they don't want to just blast every single client with a newsletter. They want to send something that's specific to what you might be interested in seeing. So, so they, they need to start filtering down. So let's just target our high net worth individuals or let's target um, clients that haven't bought this particular service from us rather than just bombarding everybody with everything all the time. And those cross-selling opportunities will be shown up in a good CRM. In a good CRM with actionable insights. So what I mean by that is it's no good just having a report saying, oh, these people are likely to want to buy that service from you. Because then what do you do with that report? Well, you've got to go through and grab each person. It just wastes a lot of time. You want that report to you know, maybe um, feed an email marketing platform or put them into your call list so that you, know you can phone them up. One of the things Fiber CRM does very well is once the technology is introduced to the firm, increasing adoption, training and educating the accounting professionals who are very busy and often not bought into a new piece of software, they don't want another thing to think about, to start using that software so it becomes effective. Tell us a little bit about your philosophy there, Simon. So, you know, however good the tech is, if you haven't got good processes defined and people trained up with those processes, mm. it's, you're going to struggle. So you've got to get all those three points of that triangle working together. And then the one in the middle, the most important one, is the culture. There's got to be a cultural shift. Yeah. And sometimes that is a challenge for some firms. Yeah. What excites you most about what you're doing at Fiber CRM? I, I, for us, I th it's just seeing clients benefiting from our system. You know, we, we work with them to create this product and then to see them raving about it, then that's what it's all about for me. And when you say you've worked with them, do you get them involved in your research and development and shaping oh, them? Yeah, absolutely, for sure. Uh, you know, our, 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 our product has been developed for accountants because they're the ones that have said, we need a KYC module. Yeah. We want it working with Smart Search or Credit Safe. Um, so it's our clients that have told us what they want from our system, and, and then, then we build it out. And we're an international broadcast here, you're an international company, you, you've got big penetration into the US now, haven't you? We're doing well in the US and in Canada as well, so we're starting to build partnerships with Walters Kluwer in the, in, in the States, so we're integrating with CCH Pro System FX, um, so you know, th that's a good practice management system uh, that's got maybe a slightly older technology, but we're bringing all their data into, into a CRM so they can actually market to that data. Um, yeah, so, you know, and they're very entrepreneurial in the US, Yes. you know, and uh, they get that they need a CRM system and it's the heart of the, the firm. And uh, yeah, so it's exciting. And finally, Simon, what's the future of CRM for the accounting profession? We've got AI on the horizon now and uh, so many other things going on. The, the technology is changing so fast. What do you see coming up in this area? I, I think a lot of, you know, these apps need to start working together much, much more closely. Yeah. Uh, and that's what we're trying to build in so we're not replacing a lot of these apps but we work very closely with them and um, I think that's a big thing. AI I think it's early days. Um, I think there's some really good AI coming out that are domain specific yeah. so um, you know you're not putting your really sensitive client data in the cloud into a chat GPT system you can't do that but if you could have something that is only um, built into your own uh, environment then I think that's the future of AI. Well, Simon Lincoln, Fiber CRM, it's been great talking to you today. Thank and you, Rob. Thank you. It's AccountEx 2023, continuing our series of live interviews here at the show. We are the official broadcast partners, Accounting Influencers. I'm thrilled to have with me today Mike Dean from Whisper Claims. Hello, Hi, Mike. Rob. 
Good to see you. How's the context going so far for you? You still got your energy, Mike? Oh, just about, yeah. <laughs> Although I was losing my voice yesterday. It's so loud in here and uh, you feel like you're shouting everywhere. Um, we, we've not got a stand here this year. We've made a sort of conscious decision yeah. not to do that. Because you so did, did exhibit last year, didn't we you? We did exhibit last year. Um, what we wanted to do this year, we focused our marketing efforts kind of else, elsewhere yeah. during the course of the year. Well, I've got a huge value out of being here the, the, this last day and a half, just from a, um, I suppose from the perspective of marketing partnerships and people that we're talking to in some Have of the bigger... Have you been your little booty off? Uh, just a bit, yeah. So, <laughs> so it's been, you know, it's been well worth coming and, and kind of touching base with all the people that we know and love in the sector. Definitely. Uh, you've got a lot to talk about with R&D. We'll, we'll pick that up in a minute. Yep. But have you yep. been to any of the speaker slots? Have you done any Actually, of the speaking no, slots? Actually, no. I haven't had a chance. I've been that busy sort of getting around meeting uh, yeah. meeting with partners and people that yeah. were working with that out there. So you represent Whisper Claims. For the audience, Mike, tell us a little bit about what they do. Okay, so we're a, we're an app um, built entirely for accountants. We're all about R&D tax. So the app is there to help accountants build R&D tax claims quickly and easily. And as I'm sure we're going to talk about it in a bit more depth in a minute. Um, R&D tax is a real changing landscape um, right now. So there's been lots of changes to legislation. There's been a House of Lords inquiry. There's been a whole change in the way that HMRC are handling themselves around R&D tax, mm -hmm. all of which has led to increased complexity in the market. And essentially, our app and our support wrap around the app are there to kind of unlock all of that complexity yeah. and help accountants work their way through and deliver an effective service. We just recently interviewed Paul Applin, former president of the ICAW and a tax expert. We're saying exactly that, Mike, about the, the increase in complexity yeah. and expectations on accountants. Yeah. And he talked about how the tax law would be an inch thick a few years ago, but now it would fill a foot or more on a bookshelf. Absolutely, and yeah. Inconceivable yeah. that accountants would be able to keep up with that, even yeah. just the R&D element, which yeah. is where you guys come Yeah, from. and, uh, you know, Prior to the, the current changes in uh, R&D related legislation, you were looking at 500 pages worth of guidance around the R&D tax scheme. I don't actually know what that's gone up to with wow. all the recent changes, but it'll be, it'll be more. So it is a complex and, and kind of niche area of tax. Yeah. So I suppose you, know, you sort of ask the question, well, why, why bother getting involved with that if you're an accountant? And we, we find there's, there's sort of two drivers for people talking to us. On the one hand, it's people who've got clients who are maybe already working with R&D tax specialists. And one of the kind of pressures at the moment in the market is that some of those people have got a, a quite a negative reputation. So accountant is often left with the, you know, holding the baby, if you like, with their client coming to them saying, can you help me with this? Yes. I'm not happy working with these people anymore. So a little bit of market pressure leading, leading to that. So suddenly the accountant is faced with all this complexity and doesn't know how to deal with it. Mm. So that's one group. We've got another group who come to us simply because of the market opportunity. There are other people kind of running away from the market because of this complexity, so see an opportunity. Yeah. How can we build a service kind of quickly and easily with the, the backing from Whisper Claims? That's kind of group number two. And then the third group of people who are already operating in the market have perhaps got a ded dedicated R&D department. And in fact, we've even got one or two R&D tax specialists who work with us in this vein as well. And what are they looking for? It's taking it's taking complexity and risk out of what they're already doing. So, sure. you know, it's 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 increasing efficiency, and it's making sure they've got a shoulder to lean on when it comes to keeping ahead of, of the legislation. Yeah. So we've got people in all of those camps yeah. that, we're, that we're working with. Talk to us a little bit, Mike, about the R and D space. So, innovation obviously is a big word. AI is coming into the interview now. Yeah. Are firms really? Uh, servicing a much greater demand for research and development from their clients? That's a great question. The, the answer is they should be. Whether they are is a 
This is a slightly different, right. slightly different question. Maybe they're reactively playing it. They'll they'll deal with it if, if clients come to them. Yes. But they should be more strategic in positioning possibilities. Yes, ex exactly. And actually, that kind of plays to some of our support right. offerings. So one of the things we do with our clients is um, work through a portfolio review with them. So we'll look at their entire client base and help them to understand where the opportunity might lie to deliver an R&D tax service. And often that comes down to them, you know, not quite understanding, understanding the nuances of the scheme and how they can position themselves. So we've got a, a service line. We don't charge for that, by the yeah. way. We've got a service line that's helping them to sort of position themselves with their existing client base. Um, but at the kind of, if you like, the tail end of the process, um, so when they've, when they've worked through a claim, they've built a claim with, the, with their client, often they're sort of erring on the side of maybe lacking confidence before they submit that claim to HMRC. So we offer a, a couple of services around helping them to make sure that they're ticking all of the boxes with HMRC before they Belt kind of submit them. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah. I understand. Yeah. What excites you most about the research and development space and the whole tax provision there, Mike? To be honest, I mean, on the, on the one hand, this kind of the, the current changing landscape that we're all facing in this sector is a is a, a threat and a worry to many providers okay. out there. And in fact, I mentioned it um, a second ago that you've seen some providers sort of back away from the, the, the market entirely. So there's a sort of negative aspect to, to the market um, just at the minute. But the bit that excites me is the kind of other end. So we've got um, a raft of firms, in fact, larger firms coming to talk to us right now because they need that shoulder to lean on that I mentioned earlier on. They need help, they need to make sure that they're doing things right and to kind of keep honest and, uh, and ahead of the change. And later on this year, there are yet more changes to the scheme coming through. And we've got a bunch of new features in the software that are gonna take even more complexity out of the, the accountant's world. So it's that bit that gets us gets, gets us excited. So we're sort of operating at two ends of a spectrum at the minute. Absolutely. With you know, people, people who are concerned walking away and on the other hand, people excited and looking at it as, a, as an opportunity. That's yeah. very much the end of the spectrum we want to be at. <laughs> we talked earlier about your network and your booty off at Accountext. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, presumably those conversations are not just with accountants and businesses, but, uh, no. but fellow providers and yes. vendors and strategic partnerships. Yes. Talk to us yes, a bit about that's that. that's right. So for, for me, that's a combination of um, networks and, uh, so for instance, mastermind groups, you know, where you've got groups of accountants who are working together and, and groups of peers, and in fact, <laughs> Just a little aside, I was out for dinner last night with one, one of the mastermind groups that we partner with. Okay. And uh, as I sat down at the table, the guy opposite me said, your service and your product is fantastic. And I didn't know who he was. Um, immediately, was sort of slightly embarrassed, are you one of our customers? No, but I work with a group of accountants who all use it and they all sing your praises. That's kind of fantastic feedback. I love, I love that. What you're doing, I, absolutely, it? yeah. yeah. Um, but outside of those, those groups, it's um, industry associations that we're, we're working with. Um, it's other vendors, so we've got partnerships with people like Walters Kluwer. We're talking to Dex at the moment about doing some exciting things over the next few months. So kind of great to be working with um, people with that kind of market yeah. clout. And you're in our accounting influencers roundtable. Absolutely, well, so of course, that goes without saying. Yeah. For you. <laughs> absolutely, Lots of people don't know, so we do mention it. And finally, Mike, what excites you most about Whisper Claims and the journey that you're on over the next few years? Well, we we we're now working with about 170 firms across the, the country and we you know we started this business on a bootstrap basis you know and so we've grown grown our business through cash flow and kind of learning and feeling our way yeah. um, as we've gone so that journey's been four years from 
zero to 170 uh, firms, which, is, which has been fantastic. But we're kind of all set now, especially on the back of this sort of latest raft of yeah. changes from HMRC, sort of go to the next stage of growth. So all of those partnerships I've just mentioned are all part of that growth story to kind of take us to the, take us to the next level. Well, you're clearly on a crusade, Mike Dean. It's been we wonderful are. talking to you today. Thank you so much. And you. Thanks, Rob. You're listening to the Accounting Influencers Podcast. Bringing you the most valuable insights from Accountex.